Hello, welcome to Freedom Friday Hour. And this is Ms. Kapow, and today's date is August 5th, 2016. That's right. We're going to talk about several things. We're going to talk about Obama releasing a bunch of criminals. That's right. And I'm not talking the Democrats in the Democratic Convention. I'm talking about real federal criminals. He's releasing a bunch of them. The guy's unbelievable. Do we want to talk about these effeminate men in the United Nations that think uh, we shouldn't be eating meat? Can you believe that? Hmm. Bunch of sissies. There was a toddler left in the heat as the parents went to go play a specific game. We'll talk about that. Brother, okay. Brother Marco sent us that story. We're going to talk about males that are mothers. Mm-hmm. That's nasty. And the Satan Club. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, the end of the world, the asteroid, Armageddon asteroid. Yeah. You have a scripture? Yes. The scripture I want to read is from Mark chapter 7, and we'll start with verse um, 18. And Jesus says, um, Do ye not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entereth into the man, it cannot defile him, because it enters not into his heart, but into the belly, and goes out into the drought, purging all meats? And he said, That which comes out of the man, that defiles the man. For from within... Out of the heart of men proceeds evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. That's a good scripture. I like that one. You know, last week I talked a little bit about uh, Republicans and Democrats and a little bit of the nonsense that's going on and how it's just like a big soap opera to me i mean i cable news is so ridiculous you know it really is and we don't even have to have reality tv anymore we have it in the news exactly it's just you know and you know it's just staged phony nonsense it really is i'm not going to talk about this today but if you get a chance go to our fifth hook media facebook page fifth hook media on facebook there is this article that I posted on the uh, 30th of July, and it's something that I keep stating over and over on Freedom Friday. I keep talking about how this entire political nomination process is just like a soap opera. That's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. It's staged. It's contrived. It's a professional TV show of politics. It really is. I mean, every day there's something new. You know, Trump said this. Trump didn't say that. Now the Muslim Khan is talking. Ooh, Trump didn't like him. Oh, now Paul Ryan doesn't get the the, the vote. Oh, Hillary did this. Hillary has a hole in her damn tongue. <laughs> Hillary has a demon. She's jerking. She has. I mean, come every day. It's, every day, it's a, something. Yes, and it's just like one of those those Mexican soap operas, those novellas. Mm-hmm. Oh my lord, this is ridiculous. And um. So I posted this article that articulates so well what what we've been feeling this this whole time. And here's here's a quote. He says, "Politics is a reality show, America's favorite form of entertainment, dominated by money and profit, imagery and spin, hype and personality and guaranteed to ensure that nothing in the way of real truth reaches the populace." And I absolutely believe that. Uh, now, I I do believe in rig elections. I believe none of this is true. I don't think your vote counts. This is my personal opinion. You can believe whatever you want. 
doesn't matter. I'm not trying to convince you. But I don't believe the vote works. I don't believe, I think presidents are selected. This is a joke. This is unbelievable uh, what's going on here in America, this this reality show. But if you get a chance, look at that. It's um, from the Rutherford Institute. He says, stop drinking the Kool-Aid, America. Political fiction in an age of televised lies from the Rutherford.org. It's a very good article, and he says it so well. It's very succinct, and he says what uh, we've been saying for a while so well. So I posted that. If you get a chance, read that. Um, it kind of puts things into perspective, whether you believe that or not. Anyway, um, let's talk about this Obozo guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's almost out of office, right? Here's what he does. Obozo commutes sentences of more than 200 people serving federal Sentences, federal crimes. Wow. Okay, I don't want to talk about me again, but I have to tell. I have to tell a story. I have to tell background mm-hmm. because this is going to make sense. When I was a narcotic officer for the city of Long Beach, I was put on a narcotic task force with the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Administration, right. the Feds. So I had um, a, an office at the World Trade Center in L.A. and. Uh, worked with the feds doing narcotic investigations. And I will tell you, it was an eye-opener for those of us who came from the city, law enforcement, to go work with the feds because it, you talk about an act of Congress to get anything done. It's a major, major pain in the butt to do federal investigations. And if you are going to try somebody federally, the paperwork is absolutely enormous it is absolutely incredible and here is why a united states attorney or united states deputy attorney a usda absolutely will not file a case they absolutely will not file a criminal case in federal court unless they absolutely know they're going to win wow It's just like that. Federal judges are scary. They're not like your state judges. It's not like your superior court. Federal court is scary. It's not anything like the state. What would happen on this task force is we would do a lot of investigations that wouldn't quite meet a federal standard. You knew you wouldn't get a federal prosecution. So they would use us as local law enforcement to then take it locally to on the state level mm-hmm. and prosecute these guys. But there were a few big, big cases that we worked that went federal. And I will tell you, it takes years and years to build these cases. Years and years. You don't just go in and lose. So having said that, I want you to know that these people that Obama released, mm. they're not just, oh, someone made a mistake. Oh, they're there because um, they're black. Oh, they're there because... Someone was picking on them and they were framed. They're there. If they were in federal prison, convicted in a federal court, that means there was years and years of investigation on them. Yeah, they're not uh, nice people. They're not just your typical thug in state prison. These these are high-level, high-level people. Yeah, and he didn't let them out because they were rehabilitated either. No. So that's just the background on this as I read the story. Okay. Um, Obama, 
He commuted the sentences of 214 people that were serving federal sentences. Um, and he did this Wednesday, last Wednesday. The most commutations issued by a president in a single day since 1900. Wow. Since the year 1900, this was the most, most prisoners that were commuted by a president in one single day. In one day. In one day. Wow. That's a lot. So this goes to show you mm. the magnitude. Okay. The commutations are the latest in a series of such reprieves issued by Obama after announcing his support in 2014 for a clemency review process to address those serving harsh sentences that they would not be subject to if convicted today. That is just total crap. Mm -hmm. That is total crap. Federal prison. You know, you you didn't go to federal prison because you had um, an ounce of marijuana in your pocket. No. The Clemency Project has led Obama to grant a series of such computations beginning in July 2015. So he's already done it. But Wednesday, 214 criminals released in your neighborhood. That's so scary. Mm. It's quoted, quote, this is a good day, not just for 214 individuals who are getting a hard-earned second chance, but for the people at the White House and the Department of Justice and at advocacy organizations across the country who work every day to remedy injustices in our sentencing laws. Wow. That was some attorney from the White House, Neil Eggleston. Mm. That's what he said. He says, we're going to keep our foot on the gas pedal when it comes to reviewing applications for clemency, but we are also going to need leaders in both parties in Congress to pass long overdue reforms to our criminal justice system to achieve lasting change on the scale that is needed. What is wrong with our society? Okay. Mm-hmm. When... You hear the rhetoric, let's get rid of police. Mm-hmm. Let's get rid of law enforcement. Let's get rid of police officers. Do you think these, these idiots in the ghetto are going to police themselves? Look no. at Chicago. Look at Detroit. Are they going to police themselves in the ghetto? Nope. No, the only thing standing between those thugs and you is that thin blue line. But see, there's a cry. Oh, the police are militarized. Oh, they're mean. They're doing this. They're doing that. And at the same time, crime is being decriminalized. All these states, including the great state of Nevada, what we have on the ballot coming up in November to legalize recreational marijuana. Most people don't look beyond the fact that, well, it's none of our business who smokes dope. And if they want to smoke dope, who cares? We can tax it. And, of course, you read these articles and it's about making a lot, a lot of dollars and taxing things, but they don't look beyond that. Now, you try to hire an employee now when they have legalized recreational marijuana and they're all mm-hmm. stoners. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you go drive on the public street. You think they're not going to be stoned as they're driving? I know it. I mean, people are bad enough as it is mm-hmm. running into you and just being zombies. Can you imagine this? These are people that are, are in working establishments that you go to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Your, your service is going to go down. Your whole society is going to go down when you're stoned. Now, if you just want to stay at home and get stoned, that's fine. But that ain't going to happen. No. And you know that. You know, even with the medical marijuana, these people, m- most of them don't need it. Most of them just want to get high. What kind of people are on uh, prescription drugs now for mood medication? A lot of them just... You know what I mean? You can see them. They're like zombies walking around. Yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of people 
get hooked on the painkillers too, uh, just because they like that feeling. That so numb feeling. we have that spirit of pharmacia over America. Uh, we always have, and that's just part of the American spirit that's over over this land. But sixty seven of Wednesday's computations are for people serving life sentences. <laughs> They were serving life sentences, and our President Obama released them. Now, per the White House, almost all of them for nonviolent drug crimes. You know how much drugs you have to do to be in federal prison? I would imagine a lot. (laughs) That's a lot. Um, Including Wednesday's computations, Obama has granted a total of 562 Commutations. I'm sorry, not computations. Commutations. 562 of them. It's a number that the White House says is more than the previous nine presidents combined. Wow. But that has been questioned by some advocates who point to the amnesty program and subsequent actions taken by uh, Gerald Ford and blah, blah, blah. Right? Bullpucky. Bullpucky. More commutations he's released more criminals in society than nine presidents previous presidents combined obama is a crook he's releasing crooks it's he incredible sh- he should be it's thrown in jail with hillary he's able to do that i think so but you have that power and you know these are the these these are favors these are favors that are coming to fruition at the end of every president term or governor's term. They do the favors for the people that put them there. That's right. They've got their sons. They've got their cousins. They've got Guido or Vito or whoever in, in federal prison, and they get, they get released. Governors do it, too, on the state level. But this old bozo, unprecedented. Wow. That's amazing. It, this country, it just sucks. It's just going further and further down the it, toilet. Yes, it just sucks. Okay, and I love these these stupid pundits on cable news. You know, they're so idiot. You know, they're like, oh, you know, America's not bad. It's you know, it doesn't need to be made great again. It already is great. You know what? Bite me. <laughs> this place sucks. You suck. You know? Come on. It's not getting better. It's not gonna get better. No. Good lord. Unfortunately. No. Okay, this is, this irritates me. I know this, that's going to surprise you. But I, I'm not a big fan of effeminate men. No. You know, uh, sissies. I don't like sissies. No sissy lala. I just don't, I don't care for, I don't care for weak, weak men. This is, um, this is some dude from the UN. He says meat should be taxed at the wholesale level. To raise the price and deter consumption. <laughs> they don't want us to eat meat, so we're gonna just we're gonna tax it at the wholesale level, not the consumer level, because well everybody would raise hell, mm-hmm. right? The price of meat. But you do it at the wholesale level and then so it's not a tax on the consumer. But it gets so pricey you can't afford it. Yeah. Well, at least poor people are not going to be able to afford it. The very rich are still going to be able to eat meat. Um, this is a new report from the United Nations International Research Panel, or RI or IRP, ERP. This will supposedly save the environment and prevent global warming. You see what I mean by weak, effeminate men? Yep. 
They want to save the planet one cow at a time, Miss Kapow. <laughs> They're driving around in their little Prius, their little hybrid car. I'm saving the trees one gallon of gas at a time. Professor Martin Hager of the Netherlands said, I think it is extremely urgent. <laughs> and he's the lead author of the report. Wow. Quote, all of the harmful effects on the environment and on health needs to be priced into food products. This professor guy, Hajir, from the Netherlands, and other members of the IRP, it should be uh, irritable bowel syndrome. (laughs) For sure. They assert that livestock creates 14.5%. I don't know how they know this. Livestock creates 14.5% of the greenhouse gas emissions that contribute to climate change. Livestock. Cow farts. Cow farts. Seriously. I know. I know. It's ridiculous. Why are these people alive? Why are they breathing air? No, no, really. Come on. Do we need people like this? No. We don't. Obviously, we don't need people like this. We do not need liberal, stupid, weak, effeminate men. Uh Uh-uh. Here's what they want to do. They want to sneak the tax on the people. Mm-hmm. Rather than taxing the meat at the retail level in supermarkets and shops, Hajir recommended taxing it at the wholesale level. We think it's better to price meats earlier in the chain. It's easier. The evidence is accumulating that meat, particularly red meat, is uh-huh. just a disaster for the environment. Uh, and, that, and, and Rachel Premack agrees. And she's a columnist for the Washington Post Wong blog. Agriculture today <laughs> accounts for one third of global greenhouse gas emissions that promote global warning, says Premac, and half of those are agricultural emissions come from livestock. Agriculture consumes eighty percent of water in the U.S. Most of that being for meat, says Premac. For, for shame, a kil- for, for a kilogram of red meat, you need considerably more water than for plant products. Really. The plants take water, Premac. Yeah, hello. Soil, sunlight, and water. Meanwhile, Denmark is considering a recommendation from its ethics council, council that all red meats should be taxed. Wow, just like that. Yeah. Premac continues, the council argued in May that Danes were ethically obligated to reduce their consumption to curb greenhouse gas emissions. Well, wow. I'm telling you what, I am not ethically obligated to do that. I want a big burger, I want a big juicy steak, and I want one, and I want one every day. And try to take it away from me. Try! I will throw a chicken at you. Well, yeah, that wouldn't fly here in the United States because of the uh, we like beef, beef. lobby. Well, the beef lobbyists. Beef a lot lobby. of money. I know. I'm going I'm to start giving money to the beef lobbyists. <laughs> I already joined the NRA. I'm going to join the uh, the cattle rancher club. There you have it. I'm already a member of the Bundys. That's right. We like the Bundys. That's right. Hey, Brother Marcos ah. sent us this. Brother Marcos sent us this. This is, uh, this is sad. You're going to like this. No, I'm not. I've already read this one. It's horrible. Well, there was a couple arrested after leaving their toddler... In, uh, well, it's 90 degree heat. You know why they left the toddler in the heat? Now, it wasn't in the car. They left him outside. Yeah, without no food. water and food. Yeah. Or shelter. Mm-mm. And they left him 
so that they can go play Pokemon Go. There's that Pokemon thing again. Wah, wah, wah. Yep. What? What? They're from Arizona. I can't believe it was only 90 degrees in Arizona. I don't know where they were from. Because Arizona's hot. <laughs> Very hot. Is Kenya, Africa hot? Ask Obama. He was born there. Mm-hmm. A couple from Arizona have been arrested after leaving their two-year-old son. Two years old. At home. My gosh. And they went out to play Pokemon Go. Police found the youngster abandoned outside his family's residence in Suntan Valley. Santan Valley. I don't know where that's at. Yeah, it's San, S-A-N-T-A-N Valley. Santan Valley. I had never heard of that. Mm-mm. It was 90 degrees. He had no water. And he was screaming and crying at the top of his little lungs. He was trying to get back inside. He was going, Mommy, let me hit the door. And his parents... Brenton, nowhere to be found. Nope. They're age 27 and 25. Wow. And their parents, you know, you have to use that term loosely. They admitted leaving him around 90 minutes earlier and have been charged with child endangerment and child neglect. How awful. That's really as bad. It is. They say they, uh, they found what they believed to be his father's telephone number and rang the dude. And when he told the father that his son had been found abandoned, you know what the father replied to the cops? Whatever. That's what he said. Whatever. And then he hung Whatever. up. Whatever, dude. And then they returned home almost an hour later. And then they insisted, they lied, that they'd only gone out to get gas. Oh, of course. And then the police, after putting their uh, knee in the guy's neck and screwing a gun <laughs> in his face, the guy confessed and he said that he'd been playing Pokemon Go. They were stopping at parks and other places to interact with the game. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you believe mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Also, in a related story, there's a New Jersey resident. He's suing Niantic and Nintendo because players of the game keep showing up at his home uninvited. See, now, wouldn't that be annoying? That would be. That would be. Oh, my goodness. That would be so annoying. That would be highly annoying. Highly annoying. Especially if you're trying to eat red meat. <laughs> What do you think of trans, transgenders? Huh? Freaks. Well, it's not natural, right? Nope. Freaky. You're either born a male or a female. Biologically. Can't be both. This is from the Daily Mail. There's the March of the Male Mums. Sex change men give birth. And three British men who were born female, already on the brink of having babies. Okay, so these aren't men. These are women that have women parts that want to look like men, and then they're still doing women things. This is, That doesn't make sense no, to me at all. No, because you're, you're a chick, right? <sighs> you're a chick that wants to be a man. So you go through all this trouble, and you start wearing flannel shirts, rolling up your cigarettes in your sleeves. You get a tattoo of mom on your shoulder <laughs> you wear hiking boots mm-hmm. this this is all standard standard everybody knows this and um you wear eddie bauer shorts <laughs> this is a standard standard dress and, and you smell like oil you smell like and oil and cigarettes and booze mm-hmm. and cigarettes yes yeah and then you uh you start taking some testosterone and you eat a lot so you get big and fat you start taking testosterone you get a beard Cut your hair short. 
And so you're, you're walking around trying to look like a dude. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then, but you still have your lady parts. See, because you're not quite committed. Exactly. And then you say, hmm, uh, I, want I, want, a baby. I want a baby. And then you have a baby, but you look like a dude. So to me, that's not fair. If you're going to transgender, you got to transgender. Exactly. You got to go that, full board. You got to pick a team. Exactly. You got to pick a side. Okay. But these are dozens of transgender men, which are women, are having their eggs frozen. Eggs are frozen before surgery or hormone therapy to switch sex. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And, uh, okay, so here's the deal. Women having sex changes are being given free fertility treatments. Oh, boy. Wow. So they can have babies after they become men. See, that's just not right. That's just not right. At least three British men, you know what I'm saying? Effeminate uh. weak men, come on. This is the epitome of, of this. At least three British men who were born female, so they're not men, they're female, are on the brink of becoming parents using IF, IVF technology. And dozens more are now having their eggs frozen before undergoing surgery. There's a picture of this freak. She has no boobs. She has short hair and she has a beard and, uh, and a big pregnant stomach. Oh, that's disgusting. It's so disgusting. You know, and the, that poor baby doesn't have a chance. No. It really doesn't. That's ridiculous. It just, it, uh, I just have no words. No, and yet time just keeps marching on. Just just keep marching on. I, I have no idea when this nonsense will... What's and, it? Where's it going to go? I mean, where, where really, where is it going to lead? It can't lead to any kind of life anymore. Mm-mm. It's just ridiculous. The controversial treatment means that a British transgender man could soon become a parent. And it's funded by the taxpayer. That's what makes it. So this is global. This is global. This is global Illuminati stuff. Mm-hmm. In rare circumstances, the man could become pregnant and give birth, although the vast majority of cases would involve implanting an embryo into a surrogate mother, often the man's partner. But not now. Uh, No, no. But they're spending a lot of money doing this. And, um, yeah. So isn't that freaky? It's horrible. Yeah. It's just horrible. Yeah. You, gotta f- you know, it's one thing when you want to do this kind of stuff to your own body, but to bring a little one into the world in this crazy, evil... Satanic. It's just wrong. really is. really is. We're going to talk about the Satan Club. The Club of Satan. There's some other uh, annoying people. This, Very this, annoying. Uh, church of, this Church of Satan, the Temple of like Satan. Order. flies. Well, they're attorneys, so you have that. They're like flies. Yeah, you have that. Same thing. So we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. All don't right. go away. I don't know what all this fuss is about, about these pestilence. I think the scientists are doing a great job. Clueless? In the dark? Uh, I think the government's doing a good job. Have no idea what is really going on? I have an app for that. Kapow Radio Show app for iPhone and iPad. Kapow Radio Show app for Android. Get the app. Get a clue. Hey, Vinny. 
I love politicians. I think they've got my best interest in mind. Get the app. Get a clue. FifthHookMedia.com. Get the app. Get a clue. Go to FifthHookMedia.com. Mm-hmm. You can get the app for uh, Apple or Android. It's really the best way to listen to the show. Speaking of getting a clue, do you know um, last week there was this this weird chick got mad at me on Freedom Friday? I find that hard to believe. Yeah, she got she got. Well, you know what? Hmm. She, she was she was trying to manipulate me. She was she was trying to do witchcraft mm. because all manipulation when you're trying to manipulate somebody, somebody trying to manipulate you for their own agenda. Right it's against your will, that's witchcraft. It's sorcery. That's what this uh, this chick was doing. Plus, she was phony. She uh, first she starts off real nice, and she she contacted me, and, and that's she how says, they "Start, yeah, contact me." And she says, "You know, she was. I've been listening to your show a long time, and I never heard of her. And she uses a screen name, so we don't know what her name is. She uses a, a some kind of hidden name, but her Facebook page says her gender is male." But then she signed the thing, your sister in Christ. So she's a female. Well, she's, you know, people lie. Mm-hmm. They like to hide behind their personas. They don't want to come out and be forthright. That's true. Right? You know, you forget all the forthrightness. Let's hide. So anyway, so she comes out and she says, I've been listening to your show a long time. And um, she she was uh, upset because, and you started this, Ms. Capel. You said <laughs> something about the, the scripture in Jeremiah about the circumference, mm. you know, uh, oh, about yes. the, the, the earth being round. Yep. And I said, because we joke about the flat earth people because they're stupid, right? That's why we joke about it. And and here's the thing. If you're a flat earth per- a person and you don't like what I say, then go listen to somebody else. Yeah. Don't listen, don't to, listen me. to us. I'm not forcing you to listen to Freedom Friday. By all means, there's the door. Go away. So she, uh, you started it, and I said, <laughs> I said, well, I go the uh, the flat Earth people use that scripture, and here's what they say: it's a circumference, not a circle, but a circumference. And they sit on circumference. So she had to correct me. She says, you know, there's other scriptures in Isaiah that confirm the same and everything, and um, you should listen. She wanted me to listen to Rob Skiba. Oh, for and you've heard me talk pizza. about this. This, you know, all these all these guys in that group. To me, they're all the same. They're all just a bunch of nut buckets, money grubbing liars. I, I don't like these people, mm. and he's he's one of them. And uh, he's into that Hebraic roots nonsense and, and flat Earth, and and so she's like, you really should listen to him. And then she starts getting nasty. She goes, <laughs> she says, uh, she says, you really shouldn't make fun of things before you've done your research. Oh. I love that. That's all you need to do your proper research. And, yeah. and I'm thinking to myself, you're so you're so Isaiah only means finding little things in there that are going to back up your flat earth theory. You don't read it as the word of God, Mm-mm. because if you would read the book of Isaiah as the word of God and the rest of the word of God, this stuff would be so trivial to you. Right. Exactly. You would see the nonsense in it exactly. that it just doesn't freaking matter. Hello. And so she goes on, and so she she wants me to, to listen to Rob Skiba and you know and quit judging and you know being mean and everything. And then she really unloads at me. And she's the other thing she had a problem with was that we made fun of the woman who stabbed her husband in the chest over the donut. <laughs> 
the can't fix stupid thing. And I'm thinking, okay, she's listening to Freedom Friday. She says, and she's a liar, but she says that she's been listening to us a long time. Yeah. You've got to know every week (laughs) I offend people. That's what I do. Every week I make fun of stupid, evil, dumb, wicked people. Every week, that's what I do. I make fun of Obozo. I make fun of the government. I fake all these people. That's right. That's what I do. That's what you do. On this alternative <laughs> news show that you're not going to get that anywhere else. And if you don't like it, then don't listen. I mean, come on. I know. It's it's common sense. Yeah. So she doesn't like, you know what she says? Mm. Because um, we made fun of this woman. It says, now, if the roles were reversed and it was a man who stabbed the woman in the chest, would you be laughing about it? And I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. because it's freaking funny over a donut. <laughs> and, um, and she goes, she goes, it's uh, basically that uh, we were wrong to make fun of this because of something so serious like domestic violence and things like that. So, and then she ends it, she does all this stuff and she ends it with um, your sister in Christ. <laughs> Your sister in Christ. Oh, no, I'm sorry. She says, your, your sister in Yeshua. Oh. You know, she had to use the Aramaic oh, term. Your sister in Yeshua. Because she listened to Rob Skiba, and so that's, that's the proper name. Yes. <sighs> and I'm thinking to myself, there's so much wrong with this, and I could blast her. I can just blast her, but I didn't. That was really nice, and I said, in, in really nice words, there's the door. There's plenty of other people to listen to. Fortunately for you, the world of podcasting is alive with hundreds and thousands of voices. Go find something you agree with, and I don't blame you, and listen to what you agree with. Mm. And then I told her, we don't compromise. I'm not going to compromise my message or compromise my show for anybody. Because nope. once I do that, well, then I compromise. Yeah. So it's my show. Exactly. It's my Facebook page. You don't like it? There's go somewhere else. So anyway, she got door. she got upset. She got, and then after I wrote her and I just basically really nice. I just told her, "Hey, there's a lot of options. You might want to go somewhere else." Um, we were really <laughs> sad to see you go, you know. And then she writes back and she goes, "She goes, funny, what a strange answer." Okay. <laughs> And I'm thinking, why is that strange? Because I'm I'm forthright with you. I told you the truth, and you're trying to hide and try to manipulate me with your sorcery and your witchcraft <laughs> and your Hebraic flat Earth root crap. And so now my answer is strange. No, you're strange. You're strange. Go take a picture of a flower or something. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. So yeah, she got mad. Anyway, how do I get on that topic? I, I know, know why. I know why. Because I was making fun of transgenders and male moms, and I was just thinking of her. Oh, and then get a clue. Get an app. Get a clue. If you, if you, if you have a clue, you listen to something. If you don't have a clue, then don't eat red meat. Be a vegan. <laughs> okay, an after-school Satan club could be coming to your kid's elementary school. Oh. No, I'm serious. I am s- serious, Miss Capel. Serious. Do you know it's Salem, Massachusetts? That place is just cursed. It's a hot summer night and leaders of the Satanic Temple have gathered in the crimson-walled living room of a Victorian mansion in this city renowned for its witch trials. They're watching sepia-toned video in which children dance around a maypole 
A spider crawls across a clown's face. An eerie ambient chanting gives way to a backward demonic voiceover. The group chuckles with approval. You know what it is? That's their their um, their video. Oh, that's their yeah. That's their- marketing video. Oh. I watched it. It's it's dumb. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, it's stupid. They're here plotting to bring their wisdom to the nation's public elementary school children. They point out that Christian evangelical groups already have infiltrated the lives of Americans' children through after-school religious programming in public schools, and they appear determined to give young students a choice, Jesus or Satan. Mm. It's critical that children understand that there are multiple perspectives on all issues and that they have a choice in how they think. That's the satanic Temple's co-founder. On Monday, the group plans to introduce its after-school Satan Club to public elementary schools. Oh, and it's coming in Prince George's County. Mm-hmm. Do tell, do tell. They're petitioning school officials to allow them to open immediately as the academic year starts. Mm-hmm. They already have chapter heads from New York, Boston, Utah. Utah. See, that surprised me. Arizona. Utah. But you know what? I'm learning a lot about Utah and the Mormon state. You know what I learned about Utah the other day? There is a town called Hurricane. And, and right, right next to it is a town called Laverkin. Laverkin. Hurricane? Laverkin. Mm-hmm. Now, and I, I kid you not, and that's how you pronounce it. Not hurricane, Hurricane. Exactly, because it's spelled like hurricane. But it's Arkin. Exactly. And then right next to it is Laverkin. I kid you not. So I'm th- I'm driving there the other day. I'm driving through it, and I'm thinking now if I were to talk to somebody, I would they would say, "Are you Mexican?" I'd say, "No, I'm American." <laughs> and they go, "Where do you live?" I'm American in Hurricane next to Laverkin. <laughs> That's Utah. That's, That's Utah. how they talk. Yep. Anyway, how do you, why do you digress? There's a lot in your head. And now that lady, that girl, she's gonna write me. It's so wrong of you people from Utah. Yeah, you're, you're gonna offensive. be you're gonna be her mission field. I know my sister in Yeshua. See, she doesn't know that you are, you are my mission field. Exactly. She doesn't really know how mean and nasty I can be. You know, you're gonna make her cry. She keeps oh, bugging you. I will make her cry. Um, and then I'll repent afterwards. But when I'm doing it, it feels good. <laughs> Lighten up, folks. Good night. Good night. Okay. It's critical that children understand that there are multiple perspectives on all issues and they have a choice in how they think. On Monday, the group plans to introduce his after-school Satan Club to elementary schools. And, like we said, Utah, Arizona, um, all these other places, Minneapolis, Detroit, San Jose, New Orleans, Pittsburgh, Florida. I'm surprised California's not in there. I know. The promotional video, which feels like a mashup of a horror movie trailer and a Saturday Night Live sketch, will serve to promote the new club along with its website. You can find that on our Facebook if you want to watch that. Um, the Satanic Temple, you know, they went out and they did that whole uh, prayer thing, and then they, they're the ones who did the Baphomet in Oklahoma. Just anything to irritate. Well, you know their I mean? whole thing is, is separating church and state, and so anything that has... Christianity, they're going to step up and do this thing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what they do. They're a bunch of attorneys and, and they're just really nasty, nasty people. Um, and what they're targeting is these good news clubs, mm-hmm. which are sponsored by an organization founded in 1937 called the Child Evan- 
Evangelism Fellowship. Huh. And they aim to teach children as young as five with a fundamentalist form of evangelical Christianity. For most of their history, good news clubs were largely excluded from public schools out of concern that their presence would violate the Constitution. But in 2001, in a case that commanded the resources of powerful legal advocacy groups Mm. on the religious right, all right, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that to exclude an after-school program on account of the religious views of its sponsors amounted to a violation of free speech. And so, henceforth, the Satanist people are now saying, then that's that's what we're going to do that, right? So... Um, apparently there's even a teacher that said she would love to do this and that she looked at both curriculums and she would rather teach the um, satanic mm-hmm. temple curriculum That's than right. the Good News Club curriculum. That's right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Because she thinks that, um, she believes that this what the satanic group mm-hmm. or club will teach is you know, for kids to be more inclusive and more um, right. accepting, whereas the the Christian c- club teaches exclusion and racism and you know all that stuff. That's right. God's mean. Yeah, it's very gnostic. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's why it's like that question: Can you be a Christian and be a liberal? No, no. no. It's impossible. Liberalism is Satanism. It's Marxism is Satanism. Socialism is Satanism. You know, it's all that stuff. And, you know, that's why that one girl got mad at me. Exactly. You shouldn't talk about, you know, because you don't know the church's flat. Because they like, they're like their ears tickled and being deceived. And, you know, listen to Rob Skiba and these other uh, skull chasing people. And then, um, and then you know, um, being mean to or laughing at uh, domestic violence. <laughs> She stabbed her husband in the chest because he didn't get the donuts. And I'm not supposed to laugh about that. I'm supposed to just go, oh, oh, that's just, oh. <laughs> There's an Armageddon asteroid coming. Yeah. I don't know what year, but it's coming. NASA, and they would never lie to us. Of course not. They've launched a probe to investigate Armageddon asteroid. It's just like that movie, Sudden Impact. It's exactly like it. That was a good movie, by the way. Let's watch it again. Let's watch it again. When this this asteroid gets near, we should watch it. Turn off all the lights and watch it. Ooh, that'd be scary. NASA is planning to launch a probe to collect rock samples from an asteroid it fears could one day hit Earth. (laughs) It's named... Now, this actually is is interesting. Keep this in the back of your little pretty head, Miss Kapow. It's named Bennu, B-N-N-U, Bennu. All right? And I'm gonna, we're going to explain to you that name okay. and what, what it means. But Bennu can be seen from Earth as it crosses the planet's orbit every six years. Hmm. Yeah. It's going to pass between the Earth and the moon in 2135. 20. So that, yeah, that could be the end of the world. So... I don't know where I'm going to be in 2135. I really don't know. Could be here, could be there. I could be pushing up daisies. Mm-hmm. That 2135 flyby is going to tweak Bennu's orbit, potentially putting it on course for the Earth later that century. Ooh. Oh. 
And that was uh, Professor Dante Lorietta. She's a professor of planetary science at Arizona University. So, hmm. yeah. So they're talking uh, 2135 and then 100 years span there. So, psh, looks pretty bad for the future. Looks pretty bad. Pretty bad. See, by then, by then, by little then. little Donald Trump, Donald Jr. will be president. Yeah, the little ten year old. What's his name? I don't. They I never don't talk about him. I don't. I don't think he's one of the Illuminati. I really don't. I think. I think the three older kids are, but I don't think the other two are. I really don't. I don't think they. they they're, they're part of it. Okay. But in this future, twenty one thirty five. Little Donald Trump Jr., who's now the President of the United States, is married to Chelsea. Oh. Oh. Come on. <laughs> and Don't. they've united, and the world looks great. Don't ruin it. There's no more meat. No one is eating meat. There's no more greenhouses. There's no more cow farts. You Chelsea can... eats meat. You don't have teeth that big and not eat meat. That's corn, corn cob. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's mean. Stop. See, now you, I'm going to get in trouble because you started it, just like the last time. You and your Isaiah scripture upset the flat earth people and the Mandela effect that's people. Right. The Mandela effect that's is right. true. Okay, where am I at? I don't know. Okay, check this out. The asteroid was discovered. Okay, we know enough about the asteroid. They call it the Armageddon asteroid because they think it might go off course and it might slam into Earth and boom, right? And so NASA wants to go up there and get rock samples. But here's what's interesting. The asteroid was discovered on September 11th, 1999. Ooh, that is interesting. The date is 9-11-1999. Bennu, B-E-N-U, B-N-N-U, Bennu, was named by a kid named Michael Puzio. And he was only in third grade Hmm. from North Carolina. And he was one of more than 8,000 students from dozens of countries around the world who entered a Name That Asteroid contest run by the University of Arizona. He's the one who won out of thousands of kids. That's interesting. The Planetary Society and the Linear Project, according to the Planetary Report of June 2013, states that they ran this contest. So why would this kid, this third grader, number one, he came up with this name, Benu, B-E-N-N-U, Benu, but why would they pick that name? According to Egyptian mythology, Ms. Kapow, the Bennu was a self-created being said to have played a role in the creation of the world. It's a god. Really? Yes. It's a creator god yeah, in Egyptian mythology. How would this kid come up with a name like that then? Because the kid was attending after school Satan class. <laughs> That's where they get this stuff from. The kid oh wasn't my. listening to Freedom Friday. He was listening to Satan class. And this is what you get. There you have it. It was said of the Bennu. It was said to be the Ba of Ra and enabled the creative actions of Atum. 
It was said to have flown over the waters of Nun or Nun that existed before creation. Doesn't it kind of sound like a mockery of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. It landed on a rock and issuing a call that determined the nature of creation. Mm. It was also a symbol of rebirth and was therefore associated with Osiris. Mm. Benu is associated with Osiris. It's like a bird. The Benu bird. Flown over the waters. Mm. None. It existed before creation. It issued a call that determined the nature of creation. It's associated with Osiris, birth and rebirth. They're calling this the Armageddon asteroid. That's nice. Very, very nice. Okay, so further, some of the titles of the Benu bird, okay, you know how it sounded in Egypt? Like this. (laughs) It did that. That's how it sounded. Okay. Some of the titles of the Benu bird were, quote, he who came into being by himself, end of quote. The other one is, quote, Lord of Jubilees, end of quote. (gasps) Come on. I don't like that. The later epithet referred to the belief that the Benu periodically renewed itself like the sun. The Greek phoenix bird was said to have derived its mythology from the Benu bird. Phoenix, rising from the ashes, right? Mm -hmm. Osiris was an Egyptian god, usually identified as the god of the afterlife, the underworld, and the dead. Mm. Hell, Hades, Satan, Lucifer, the guy with the pitchfork and the red tail and the little ears. Okay? And check this out. That's the god Osiris, right? Identified with the underworld. That's who NASA named their space probe after. The probe that's going to study Bennu is named Osiris. That's just creepy. Don't you think that's a little weird? Yeah. I think it's a lot weird. It's not right. <laughs> that that this little kid it's not came right. up with Bennu. And it's a, it, that bird, the Bennu bird, is associated with creation, rebirth, destruction, the phoenix, Osiris. That NASA selected to name their probe that's going to go on this asteroid, Osiris. Mm-hmm. Osiris and Bennu. No, it's not right. I think it's weird. Is it coincidence? No, I don't believe in coincidence. You don't believe in kawiki dinkies? Well, then if you give everybody a shout out, good night, then we're going to say good night. Ciao, babies. <laughs>